This is Looktropolis. Looktropolis. Art, business, physics, writing, stories, achieving your full potential. This is Looktropolis. Looktropolis. I am Alejandra Leibovich, an artist and entrepreneur and the creator of the Countdown Stories. And I live in the United States for the better half of my life. I am what some people call a Renaissance person. I am an artist. I've been an animator and um, painter, designer, illustrator uh, for Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, MTV Networks, VH1. I launched the channels uh, for different countries and multiple shows. I went to real life business school. I became an entrepreneur. I founded and co-founded multiple multi-million dollar companies. Some companies didn't do very well at all, and some of the companies we have made the Inc. 5000 fastest grown companies in the United States six times in a row. We have a personal development company that works with business owners. We have a video production company, a software company, a bookkeeping company. I replaced myself running and growing uh, all of them with different wonderful people that are way better than me at, um, at running them. <laughs> and so I could have the time to now dedicate myself to all of these 400 plus stories that I have created and that I would like to share with the world. And did a lot of, and still do currently every single day, a lot of mindset uh, work and training, personal development to be able to achieve my fullest potential. All of the stories and all of my creations, they have to do with that, with achieving um, our own full potential. Um, I use my vast creativity and imagination to achieve that and to help my son to achieve that and to help my husband, my clients, and um, all of the people that listen to the Come Down Stories to achieve their full potential. I decided to keep my thick accent because uh, I always had an accent. Um, I live in Argentina, first uh, in the big city, then in the countryside, and then again in the big city. And I always had an accent from somewhere else. And it kind of it bothered me for a long time, but it became part of who I am. I usually have an accent. People usually put a weird face at the beginning when I start speaking and then they kind of get used to it. Some of them get used to it and some of them never like it and they don't talk to me. <laughs> they don't hear my stories. So it's part of me and some people find it cute. The stories, I come up with the stories on the fly. If you know what improv comedy is, where you go to a comedy club and the actors are on the stage and then they say, tell me a place, and then somebody screams, a boat, and then uh, let's say a cruise, and then um, tell me a character, a person, and then one says, a mafia guy, and then the other one says, um, a kid, and then they have to create a funny scene based on what is told to them right there on the moment. So that they improvise the comedy, they improvise the jokes, and they improvise the whole scene. So I, the same way of that, <laughs> that happens where there is um, no planned script of what they are gonna say, what they are gonna act. I don't have a planned script for these stories. I come up with them on the 
moment. Sometimes I ask Taye, my son, to tell me, oh, do you want a story? What do you want the story about? Or who do you want this in the story? And sometimes he tells me, and sometimes, most of the time, he doesn't. So then I just look around in wherever I am, or I look around in my head, <laughs> and I start pulling in different characters that I want to talk about that day. And then I just create the story on the moment in improvising it and these are improv stories. I don't have a script, I don't write them down, I just say them and I don't know what I'm gonna say and in the next sentence until I said the previous sentence and they just come to me. I had no idea that I could do that but it turns out I do and I do it even better at odd hours in the morning or in the night when my son wakes up and he wants a story. At the beginning I created them because oh and I have close to 400 of these stories by now. I came up with them because my son when until he was until he was three he was the best baby ever he was awesome always smiling super happy playful we had a ton of fun the only issue was that he would not sleep and that I didn't get any sleep but besides that that was hard <laughs> but besides that he was super awesome at three it turned like a little monster <laughs> showed up and anything that I would say no he will start crying and usually like I've seen other kids they would cry for a little bit and then after a few minutes they will you know stop crying and kind of get on with the idea that we don't do that thing and we do something else but Taye he couldn't stop crying he just he would go in crescendo and would keep and keep crying and I realized that he couldn't stop crying, so I started giving him the words of, I asked him, do you want help to stop crying? And he says, yes, help me stop crying. I read books on redirection, I asked his teachers, I asked a psychologist, I asked a, um, friends, I read the books, and they told me about breathing exercises and this and the other. I tell you, he it didn't work. He didn't want to do the breathing exercises in practice before so he could be ready for them. He wasn't interested in the different redirection techniques of that thing, that the other thing. But what one day he was crying and it was this had been happening like multiple times a day. I was kind of desperate. So I just they had the idea in my mind of um, using my MTV and VH1 Nickelodeon skills of broadcast TV. And I thought, I'm gonna put out a headline that is gonna get his attention and watch my channel. I asked him, did I ever tell you about the frog with the one eye? He stopped crying all of a sudden. He looked at me, he said, no. So I thought, oh my God, this is amazing. He stopped crying. I said, do you want me to tell you? And he said, yes. So then right there on the spot for the very first time, I started to improvise, <laughs> improv the story of the frog with the one eye. And I used all of the cartoon characters that I had been drawing since about, um, since 2006, when I got super sick and I had to be in bed for about a year. At one point, I was able to start drawing and the drawing was what really made me go back to being completely healthy. 
and in that, doing those drawings, I started drawing cartoon characters. I was already working on Nickelodeon before I had worked at Cartoon Network, so I was completely into animation and cartoons, and cartoons was something very natural to me. So I just started drawing these cartoon characters in different scenes, and I had no idea what the stories were around them. I just decided to use them and I thought, well, maybe the stories are here and the stories where they are. <laughs> About 400 stories later, here we are with all the whole range of cartoon characters and now they all have personalities and they all have jobs and things to do and they all interact in this big farm that we live in, in the stories that has become its own world. We, are, we have a swimming pool that becomes an ocean and there are some penguins that come in a black submarine to visit us and we do swim, swimming tournaments. We plant corn and lettuce and strawberries and all of the things that I have in my veggie garden and my really tiny veggie garden. <laughs> we have a lot more space in the stories. And the frog with the one eye, it turns out that she has a lab. She's a scientist and she's building a spaceship to go to the moon. And in multiple of the stories, we actually go to the moon. If you listen to Space Sandwich, that's the first time that we go into the spaceship and we, we plan on how we will make a sandwich because sandwiches are my favorite, how we will make a sandwich in space. That's what the story is about. In the stories, we live in this big farm and there are all of the animals that are around, that I drew and that are around um, where I live. I live surrounded by 400 acres of nature and so <laughs> I have plenty of critters and creatures to pull from and I just come up with the stories when my son asked me. At the very beginning I was creating the stories, the first three lines I was doing 11, between 3 to 11 stories a day because he would go into this, this kind of like meltdown tantrums, crying things, meltdown crying tantrums, all those many times. But after three months, something in his brain rewired and changed, and then it will be more like six times and three times. And eventually, after a few months, it became more of a story when he woke up and then a story when we went to sleep. And it became our story time and our conversation time. And in some of the stories, they actually don't have real endings, like a traditional story, they, because they are improvised stories. And we start talking about different subjects that are interesting for, for him. Sometimes if the story, I told him the story in the morning, we go to the window to see if there are any crocodiles that we can see because the lagoon has crocodiles. Sometimes we look for turtles, we look for ducks, we look for all kinds of things. And at night, the stories end usually when he falls asleep. And depending on the night, I have recordings where they are probably like they are like an hour, an hour and a half long, and where I told him multiple stories, three, four stories. Sometimes he falls asleep after half of a story. <laughs> it kind of depends. The funny thing is that if I play that story back in the app, he then, he laughs at the same points, the same way. And then if he fell asleep in the story, he actually falls asleep in the same place every time with the same story. I find that fascinating. How is it possible? So I hope 
you enjoy the stories, know that these are not scripted. This is not super famous celebrity storyteller writer that doing this in a super big studio with the whole production of people. Oh, this is my cat, Minicat. Hey, Minicat. Minicat is part of the stories. Minicat wants a treat. Uh, here we go. Minicat is pretty loud. And she does not like our new cat, Muchi Puchi, which is not in the stories yet, but at some point he will be. And Mini Cat came to get his petting, her petting in the morning. These are not big studio celebrity, uh, famous author, famous actor, and rehearsed big studio ivory tower. These are the stories, I improvise them, I make them up on the spot. They I don't have a script, I just make them up in the moment and I use my cell phone to record them and then I edit them myself in my iPad and I make the music for them and then I export them and put them in my app. This is just me, mom, <laughs> person doing the best she can to raise her kid well and happy and enjoy them and I hope that they calm down your kids too and that get them to sleep happy and that you get more sleep <laughs> and that you have a good laugh. The calm down stories, they all live in a free app that is at the App Store and Google Play called Calm Down Stories. This is Luptropolis with Luke. Luke.